Welcome, everyone, to the Courageous Truth Podcast, where we strive to live courageously through the lens of Scripture and build courageous lives in a world that is driven by fear. Your host is a proud parent, a proud pastor, a proud business owner, and a proud American. Tune in today for your dose of courageous truth. And now, your host, Eric Lundberg. Welcome, everyone, to the Courageous Truth Podcast. As always, I'm honored that you have chosen to spend a little bit of time with me today. I just want to open by saying how much I appreciate all the support, all the the subscribers, all the the listens, all the downloads. Um, just this week, I just reached finally 1,000 downloads, which I know doesn't seem like a lot to many of you in the podcast world, but to this small little ministry, I like to call it, is um, it's a very big uh, accomplishment for myself and for those who have been a part of, and for you, those who subscribe and listen to this podcast. So I appreciate it very, very much. My, my goal with this podcast is to always bring a biblical worldview into everything that we're facing. I talk about current events. I talk about communism. I talk about totalitarianism. We're you know, I've talked about propaganda. I talk about things that we're facing today in culture, and I believe that the podcast is a great platform to do that. I have a so this is kind of a step back, but it does give me a great platform for me to express a lot of my thoughts and then for you to hopefully listen and go and have conversations and build your own platform so we can keep talking about these things. I want to open up this podcast today in Genesis chapter 39. That is uh, Genesis chapter 39 uh, and verse 7, and I'm going to talk just a little, I'm just going to read brief excerpt about Joseph uh, and his time at Potiphar's house. So I'm going to start with the very end of verse 6 in chapter 39 and then just continue on. So the Word of God says this out of the ESV version, Now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance, and after a time his master's wife cast her eyes on Joseph and said, lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, behold, because of me, my master has no concern about anything in the house and he has put everything he has in my charge. He is not greater in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me except you because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And as she spoke to Joseph day after day, he would not listen to her to lie beside her or to be with her. But one day, when he went into the house to do his work, none of the other men of the house were there. She caught him by the garment, saying, Lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand and fled out of the house. And as soon as she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and fled out of the house, she called out to the men of the household and said to them, See, he has brought among us a Hebrew to laugh at us. He came in to lie with me, and I cried out with a loud voice. As soon as he heard that I lifted up my voice and cried out, he left his garment beside me and fled and got out of the house. Then she laid up his garment by her until the master came home, and she told him the same story, saying, The Hebrew servant, servant whom you have brought among us came in to laugh at me. But as soon as I lifted up my voice and cried out, he left his garment beside me and fled out of the house. 
As soon as the master heard these words that his wife spoke to him, this is the way your servant treated me, his anger was kindled, and Joseph's master took him and put him into prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined, and he was there in prison. What we see right now in going on in the world today, I'm going to allude to it in just a minute, but what we see in Scripture is the truth, and we see a lie. And we see the evidence being twisted for the agenda of one or to protect one. Potiphar's wife didn't want to admit that she was trying to seduce Joseph. So she found some way to twist the story to make Joseph out to be the bad guy when Joseph, in fact, did nothing wrong. And Joseph is the one who suffered in prison. But as we know, God brought him out and God worked all things together for good. If I could be very honest today with you, listening all over the nation and all over the world, I was very emotional, actually, when I got the news that a young man who was on trial for four or five counts of murder was not guilty of all charges today. And as I have watched this case of Kyle Rittenhouse very closely, all the evidence proves that he was innocent all the footage thank god there was footage all the footage all the evidence all the the witnesses everything proved and pointed to his innocence in all of the counts against him but what i find most despicable in this entire thing this whole trial is the lying hack media that has been spinning Kyle Rittenhouse to be something he is not. They ignore facts. They ignore proof. They ignore evidence. They ignore what their eyes see, and they can gather a massive following. The president of the United States, when he was in running for the office of president, when the election season was going to be upon us very soon in September, painted Kyle Rittenhouse out to be a white supremacist, and the media ate it up. Campaign ads showed Joe Biden saying he was a white supremacist. We saw clip after clip of news media calling him a white supremacist. I saw Good Morning America interviewing the man that pointed his gun at Kyle Rittenhouse, and Kyle Rittenhouse shot in the arm. He went to the stand, basically <laughs> went up there and had to testify and say, no, he, I didn't get shot till he pointed the gun at me. I saw Good Morning America, after that fact, interview him and him, made him look to be a hero, make him look to be this trusted man who had all the answers and all the knowledge. I don't know the man, only from this incident. But what we do know is he was at a Black Lives Matter protest he was burning down, they were burning down buildings. I don't know exactly what his role was, but it was probably up to no good. And here's what's funny. Kyle, from that night in Kenosha, if you looked at the damage, I, I believe that it's between $1.5 and $2 billion in damage of Kenosha in the, uh, Wisconsin. It looked like a hurricane, a tornado would hit the place, burnt it to the ground. None of them are, who caused that damage are on trial. But only Kyle Rittenhouse was on trial. The man who pointed a gun at Kyle Rittenhouse, a 17-year-old, 
He wasn't on trial, but Kyle Rittenhouse was on trial. The media is a, we have got to understand how dangerous and serious this is. Not only what the media is doing right now is they are writing a false history for our nation, a false history of this season in our lives. The way they painted the protesters, honestly, and in this situation, the way they painted Jacob Blake. Here's what we know. Jacob Blake was breaking a no-contact order going to his wife or ex-wife's house for sexual assault. He was a convicted sexual assailant. He was told to leave by his ex-wife or by his wife, whatever it was. He refused to leave. They called the cops. Jacob Blake ran around a car instead of complying with the cops, went around a car, went in and reached in a knife. And they shot him seven times. Was it too much? I don't know. But it was. They shot him seven times. There were children in the seat of the car. Maybe that cop, who knows, really what was going through the minds of anybody. But the situation played itself out, and the truth was out there, and people still didn't want to hear it. And the media ignored it, spun it, and turned it into lies. This is just a reminder to go ahead and hit that subscribe button. I really appreciate your support here at the Courageous Truth Podcast. Your subscription helps me to know how to create greater content and better serve you, my listener. Thank you for hitting that subscribe button right now. As the people, so really what the media is like, they're like Potiphar's wife telling lies to the people because they don't want to have to admit that they're wrong. I think back to this. I think back to a young man on January 18th, 2019 at the Lincoln Memorial. He was a part of a group of Covington Catholic High School. His name was Nick Sandman. He had an interaction with a Native American man named Nathan Phillips and also was, had interactions with the black Hebrew Israelites. What is shown all over the media back in, in early 2019 was a picture of a Native American man beating a drum in the face of this young man with a mega hat on, Nick Sandman, which, by the way, you are under your constitutional rights to promote a political movement if you so choose, especially in our nation's capital. That is under our freedom and rights as a citizen. Nick Sandman kind of had a smirk on his face, and they blasted that all over the media. Everyone from the left was calling him a racist, calling him this, completely defamed this young man. It was terrible. Come to find out, when all the rest of the footage leaked out, what you will see is the black Hebrew Israelites throwing racial slurs at this group of high school students that were there on a school tour. Racial slurs. I mean, you can go look it up on YouTube. I'm not going to play any clips right here. Horrible, horrible, saying terrible things, racist things. They were the ones being racist. Nathan Phillips was in his face, chanting, being in his face. It was the total opposite of what the media had said. And they ended up having to pay over $2 million in lawsuits It was a substantial amount of money to pay this man. And then we we, we go through and we see this over and over. I don't know why we still trust the media. I don't know why we still give the mainstream media platform 
this, like, going to the Kyle Rittenhouse case, this is the result of CRT. The Kyle Rittenhouse case is the result of critical race theory because you make everything about race. Every single person that was shot and wounded by Kyle Rittenhouse that night in self-defense, the jury has spoken, was white. Kyle Rittenhouse was white and, and possibly Mexican. How could this possibly be about race? Yet the media found a way to spun it and make it about race, to call him a white supremacist, that call him an active shooter. And I'm going to link back to a, I don't have time to go through it, but a Miranda Devine New York Post article that talks about the 10 lies that were exposed from the mainstream media about the Kyle Rittenhouse case. A couple of them are, number one, his firearm was not illegal. He was within his legal rights and age because of the length of his barrel to have that gun. Him crossing state lines, he did, but he didn't bring the gun with him. And his father lived there, and he worked there, so he was often crossing state lines, which isn't in itself legal. And then to have the media say that he was firing 60 or 70 rounds is absolutely ridiculous. Ridiculous. I believe there was six rounds, six or seven rounds that were fired total by him that night. Complete lies. Complete lies. Go and look at the footage. We have come to a place in our culture, in our society, and in our world where facts don't matter. The truth doesn't matter. Evidence doesn't matter. Whatever makes us feel good about ourselves is what is true. What really was on trial here at the Kyle Rittenhouse case, although it was was this young man's future, and I'm so grateful that he got off, you could see just his emotion. It was emotional for the world to watch. Just the weight of the guilt, the false narratives just go off of his shoulders, lift off of his shoulders as he collapsed into the arms of his lawyer. What was on trial was reality. What was on trial was facts. What was on trial was our right to freedom and to defend ourselves. There were so many other things that were on trial. We have lost reality in our world. There is a fictitious narrative that keeps the people divided, fearful, and angry. And I often ask myself, why does the media keep pushing these narratives? It's power. They have power over the people. They have power to direct the nation. They have power. The way they spun and made Joe Biden one of the worst. In fact, Joe Biden is most likely the worst president we've ever had. They painted him in this beautiful light. We know he's a tyrant. His entire administration is a bunch of crooks. Just terrible, terrible dictator, totalitarian mindset. But yeah, they didn't talk about that. They talked about how beautiful he was and his dog and his, his favorite ice cream and all these different things. And I just want to kind of close this with a challenge to us as believers. We cannot ignore this culture. I created this podcast because myself as a believer and as a Christian leader, I wanted a place to be able to speak the truth about what's going on in our world and hopefully give guidance to believers that can't find it anywhere else. 
The truth matters. What's going on in our world matters. Look at the way the media frames Dr. Anthony Fauci. That guy is the biggest bureaucratic crook. I can't believe that guy's not in prison. Because who's holding him accountable for his lies? So basically, he funded gain-of-function research, which released the coronavirus, COVID-19, to the world. And then he pushes the vaccine to stop the very virus that he'll help fund to create. Your tax dollars, by the way, and mine. That has been proven now. Everyone's admitting it except Dr. Fauci. And people herald him as a hero. And we're going to see, ladies and gentlemen, the wheat and the chaff separate. Do you believe truth or do you believe lies? The truth and the lies, there's no fine line anymore, ladies and gentlemen. The truth is clear. The truth is evident. The truth is out there and easily to be discerned. Or do we want to go with the mainstream narrative, the flow, and go further and further into deconstructing not only our nation, not only our founding fathers, but eventually our faith? We have to hold true to what is not popular. And we're seeing that in Christian circles more and more, the deconstruction of our faith, because we've lost our commitment to the anchor of God's word. That's what this whole thing has been about. So I'm going to end this today with this thought. Our faith is on trial. Our faith is on trial. No matter what people say about us, are we going to hold to the fact, to the truth of what our faith is? When culture comes, when deconstructive philosophies and ideologies come, are we going to stay strong to our faith? Or are we going to fold under the pressure? And that's what I want you to think about today. The truth is out there and we must be discerning and we must know it. So thank you for stopping by today. I appreciate your time. Please subscribe, like, share this with everybody that you can. As a pastor who's busy, I don't always have time to bring in interviews. And I know that's kind of podcast culture. A lot of this is just me trying to throw information out there that I hope really just gives you courage. I, there's courage that's built in your heart when the truth is spoken. And as a pastor, as a leader, I believe I have an obligation to talk about these things, to talk about what's going on in our world from a biblical perspective. Everything worked out for Joseph. He went through some hard times, but the Lord brought it together for good. And if you're going through hard time because you stood for the truth, God will work everything together for good. So God bless you, ladies and gentlemen. Like, subscribe, share this with everyone. Share it on Facebook, share it on Instagram, share it on all your social media platforms. Send it to your neighbors and your families and friends. I appreciate every single listener from all over the nation and all over the world. Continue to keep tuning in. And thank you for taking a courageous stand for the truth. I will see you next week. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to the Courageous Truth Podcast. We live in a world that is in desperate need of courage and in desperate need of truth. Our prayer is that this podcast will equip and inspire you to live courageously for your family, your community, your God, and for your country. Be courageous in your stand for truth 
in a world that is completely abandoned. See you next time right here at the Courageous Truth Podcast. Remember, truth requires courage. <laughs>